Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection for January 25th, 2023. And now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of all life and giver of all love, we are grateful for the many blessings you have bestowed upon us. We ask that you would open our hearts and open our minds and make us ever mindful of the needs of others. Help us to look forward to opportunities to randomly help and serve others. We ask this in the name of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so one definition of a random act of kindness I found was, is giving your best self to others without request or promise of return on investment. You know, it's simply doing something nice for someone else without them asking and without you doing it for anything in return. According to a research study done in 2012, there are 14 proven benefits associated with random acts of kindness. One, recipients of kindness can feel loved. Two, recipients and givers of kindness can experience a sense of awe when they think about profound acts of love or virtue. Three, whether you are a recipient or giver or merely just a witness, you can feel the benefits of an increase in oxytocin. Oxytocin is commonly called the love hormone. And this helps to lower blood pressure, improve overall health, increase self-esteem, and optimism. Four, kindness can increase the feeling of strength and energy due to helping others. Five, kindness can also make one feel calmer. Six, less depressed. Seven, increased feelings of self-worth. Eight, for those that volunteer their time or money for charitable causes, they often have fewer aches and pains. Nine, kindness is, most, kindness is most similar to a medical antidepressant. Kindness pushes your body to produce serotonin, which is commonly known as the feel-good chemical that provides healing and calming feelings. Number 10, Kindness decreases pain by generating endorphins, and that's the brain's natural painkiller. 11. Stress. It has been known, it has been shown that people that are more kind have 23% less cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and they age slower than the average population. Anxiety. Number 12. The University of British Columbia did a study on a group of highly anxious individuals in which they performed at least six acts of kindness a week. After one month, there was a significant increase in positive moods, relationship satisfaction, and a decrease in social avoidance in socially anxious individuals. Number 13, depression is reduced. Mortality is delayed, and well-being and good fortune are improved when we give of ourselves. Number 14, 
lowering blood pressure from giving acts of kindness creates emotional warmth, which releases a hormone known as oxytocin. Oxytocin causes the release of a chemical called nitric oxide, which dilates the blood vessels. I know this may be more than you want to hear, but I think it's important. This reduces blood pressure, and therefore, oxytocin is known as a cardioprotective hormone. It protects the heart by lowering blood pressure. All right, in addition, it is found that for people who are 55 years or older and volunteer have their risk for dying early cut in half. This is a stronger effect than exercising four times a week or going to church. And by sharing this fact with you, I'm certainly not advocating stopping exercise and for sure not advocating stopping going to church. How about this? How about in addition to exercise in church, start adding in some random acts of kindness. Jesus tells us that giving to others is as if we were giving directly to him. This is because he is full of overwhelming compassion and love for all people. Random acts of kindness allow us to show compassion and love towards others in Jesus' name, both for his cause and for his sake. Our first reading today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Now let's look at a few more scriptural references regarding kindness to others. And yes, there's some in the Old Testament as well as New Testament. This comes from the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 34. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And this next short verse comes from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. 
And the word poor here doesn't mean poor financially. It means poor spiritually. Our next reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 34 through 35. As Paul was saying goodbye to the elders in the church at Ephesus, he had these words to share with them. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, as he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And listen to the words from 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. This reminds us, Scripture is not just something to be read and discussed with one another, but it takes action. This is the final point of our church's vision statement, which is learning, loving, living God's Word. Here, John is saying, do not only learn it and love it, but also live it. Here's the reading from 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And now I'd like to share a short story, true story, um, titled Random Acts by C.J. Cole in this book, Excuse me, this, this short story comes from the book titled Chicken Soup for the Soul, Attitude of Gratitude. It begins with a quote from Amelia Earhart. A single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions, and the roots spring up and make new trees. And the story begins... I was at high risk when it came to the pandemic. A childhood of respiratory illnesses had left me with scarred lungs, and I did what I could to avoid going out. I set a goal of getting supplies every two weeks, knowing that having lost my job meant budgeting my dwindling funds carefully. That particular day, I had $20 to spend and had decided to make a large pot of turkey spaghetti. I could eat it for several nights. I added a jar of peanut butter, a loaf of bread, and some jelly to my cart. With that, with what I had at home, I could stretch things out and feel pretty good about my choices. I had been in radio in my community for many years and was used to talking to lots of people when I was out, hugging my friends and loved ones, connecting to my community. Disconnecting from others was harder for me than I had anticipated. In the checkout line, I was behind a frail, elderly woman who was bundled against the cold in a mismatched jumble of scarves, gloves, and sweaters. She greeted me warmly, and we chatted about the recent cold snap and how our families were faring being cooped up together. She noticed my ingredients and mentioned she hadn't had a good plate of pasta in some time. We talked about the unexpected pleasure of sitting down at the family table for meals together and recipes we were discovering anew. Several other people around us began to chime in with their own recipes or ideas. I couldn't help but notice what the woman was buying. She was counting out change to pay for some ramen noodles and canned tuna. I could see her furrowed brow 
and I realized she didn't have enough money to cover her meager purchase. I looked at my items, things that now seemed luxurious and bountiful, and felt my eyes well up with tears. I had so much, and this beautiful woman, this grandmother, had so little. It wasn't a lot, but I could give her what I had. I pointed to the elderly woman's items and asked the cashier if he would ring everything up together. As the lady was chatting with someone else, she didn't notice. I had about $7 in change coming back, so I put it in the grocery bag that contained her items and mine. Over my shoulder came a gloved hand with a $5 bill. Across the aisle, a man handed me several dollars. A little boy darted over with a crumpled $10 bill and put it in the grocery bag. I stood there, unable to see clearly for a moment. The young man who rang me up took a few dollars from his pocket and handed them to me, his eyes bright with tears. By this point, Grandmother realized something was amiss. I turned, placed the bag in her little cart, and told her I thought perhaps she might enjoy a plate of pasta that evening. There was a little something for dessert if she so desired. I managed to get all the way outside before I peeked back at her. She was at the end of the checkout counter with the bag in her hand. Her eyes went from the bag to the cashier as he explained that she was all taken care of. And yes, I had meant it for her to have the bag and its contents. I heard her ask if he was sure, and he replied again, Yes, ma'am. It's for you to take. I somehow managed to make it to my car. The trip home was a blur. For the remainder of the afternoon, I alternated between tears and joyful laughter at the gifts I had received. That day, in that ordinary place, I was taught a lesson in love. People I didn't know joined, in, joined me in paying forward the kindness that had been shown to me and likely to them in earlier days. We stood against the fear of the pandemic and gave of ourselves in the only way possible in that moment. We were also reminded to see what we already had with a new respect and renewed gratitude. It is said that random acts of kindness will change the world. That day, it changed for all of us. Wow. What a great story. You know, on the surface, it might look like just one person was blessed through that random act of kindness, but when you think about it, everyone in that story that participated and observed were blessed. And I'd like to leave you with this reading from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Let us pray. Most merciful and loving God, through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have equipped us to share kindness with others. Please guide us to random acts of kindness every day. We lift up this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.
This coming week, I would invite you to look for opportunities to share random acts of kindness with others. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. And now go in peace, serve the Lord.